All right, it's episode 32 of the Catfish and Ice podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and presented by DraftKings. This is Chad Mitten, your host with co-host Rich Howe, and we just got done watching the Preds' uh, uh, winning streak come to an end at uh, seven games. How you doing tonight, Rich? Uh, Rich? Doing good. A little bummed out, but I mean, it's bound to happen, so saw it coming. <laughs> yep. So they were going for win number seven tonight, and, and it yep. came up just short. They ran into a Dallas Stars team that, um, defensively speaking, they were just locked in. They didn't let the Preds in at all. So we're also yeah. going to talk about the thriller that was Tuesday night when Ellie Tolvanen scored the game winner. Because we don't want to, we haven't uh, had an episode of that game, so we're not going to gloss over that. We got to talk about that as well. No, that was a not. huge game. That was one of the most exciting goals of the season for the Preds. So we're definitely not going to look past that. But this one definitely stings tonight. The Preds finally take a loss, um, only their second loss uh, in what the last ten games, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, that sounds right. So, I mean. Yep. Hey, there's no reason to panic, no reason to get too upset over this. They just ran into a Dallas Stars team that played their uh, – executed their game plan perfectly. So we're going to dissect both of the games this week uh, against the Stars. We're going to talk about the lineup decisions that are looming for this team as players get healthy, uh, if there's any trades that happen, but especially when it comes to Matt Duchesne, uh, when it comes to uh, Mark Borowiecki, uh, just um, other players that could come back into the lineup uh, – even Ryan Ellis is floating around out there. Philip Forsberg, of course. How's that? Yeah, Lucas Pisa. How's that <laughs> going to shift the lineups? Because I mean, I think it's going to be some really tough lineup decisions that we have to uh, talk about, and how Absolutely. are we going to construct those lines? Because we do feel like the Preds have a ton of chemistry working in their favor. So you run through that possibility of disrupting that chemistry uh, down the down the home stretch of this season. So we're going to try to offer what we think. Uh, the Preds should do in that regard. And then, of course, we've got King Kong versus Godzilla. Just got released. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's all over. Yeah. Um, all your movie buffs out there going crazy. All your uh, all your uh, uh, movie fans that are into fantasy films and into all the crazy stuff like that. I really want to see this movie. So it got, us, it got me thinking we got to rank our top superheroes and our top villains. And I know, Rich, yes. aren't you a pretty big uh, – comic book fan aren't you into all that stuff yeah Marvel yeah yeah. That. That and, yeah just movies in general and comic book movies yeah definitely yeah it's good so stuff we're gonna, we're gonna rank that we're gonna talk about uh this movie and what we what, what our expectations for of it I, you haven't seen it either yet i have not I seen it all i haven't right, actually like i haven't watched any of the like i know there was a couple of godzilla movies out i haven't seen there's any been, of them yeah, there's been a bunch of different yeah. versions of it we're gonna talk about that we're gonna kind of do a quick roundup of everything else that's going on in the nhl kind of talk about what's standing out in the rest of the league. So before we do that, of course, we are always presented by DraftKings. That's our main sponsor. We love DraftKings. It's an awesome top-rated sportsbook app. And uh, right now with college basketball, we're in the Final Four. So many great stories have come out of March Madness this year. Of course, you got Gonzaga that's looking to go undefeated. Looks like no one can stop them. You got uh, UCLA, who is an 11 seed, and they've made it all the way to the Final Four, so that's pretty cool. So now is a great time to go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't done so already and use our promo code THPN because you can bet on these last games, pick on any basketball team of your choosing, and turn $1 into $100 right now. So go go do that. Of course, it's safe, secure, and reliable. And uh, so it's just a great deal. So go get the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 hundred dollars if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win that's code thpn to turn one dollar into a hundred dollars for a limited limited time only at the DraftKings sportsbook app must be 21 years or older in new jersey indiana or pennsylvania new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and yeah. if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER or in indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT so let's roll Roll with it here. I just knocked my microphone down. I had to do a little quick reaction there to catch my microphone as it was falling to the floor. That was, that was pretty slick. It's kind of smooth. I did catch it. I had yeah, to go you get like, your mid thought. It was like right. Soros like reflexes. Oh, yeah. Hey, mic hey, drop man. right there. There you Both go. Clearly and literally, mic drop That's right. right there. So, all right. All right. Absolutely. How about we start with the positive and let's go to Tuesday night's game yes. where the Preds 
had to come back twice. They fell down uh, behind in that game both times and came back and tied it, got it to overtime, and then talk about that great pass from Victor Arvidsson to Ellie Tolvanen, scores oh, in the backhand. I mean – so exciting you, to watch Tolvanen, man. I'm so excited you, to have him on this team. Imagined, could you have imagined if Bridgestone Arena was at capacity when that goal oh. was scored on Tuesday night? Oh, they, they would have went nuts, man. It's so exciting to watch Tolvanen play. I mean, everybody is just watching him to see what he's going to do next. It's 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 awesome to have that, that caliber of a player and just the future he has with the Predators. Just that clutch finishing ability that he had there. Because, you know, in that moment you could easily whiff – you could not make the right mm-hmm. right decision on the on the shot. And Tolvanen, he did it like he's been doing it for years. Like it was like no big deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna end this right now and I'm gonna get us these two points. Anyway, back again. Winning streak lived on there, six in a row. And every win you can get against Dallas right now is huge because they've got those extra four games in hand. Absolutely. That's gonna really play into this. You've got a four team race right now, pretty much for this fourth spot. You got the Preds, you got the Stars, you got Columbus, and you got Chicago. Chicago and Dallas is back there lurking because they got those four extra games. And uh, so every every point you can get against them, definitely every win you can get, get against them is huge. So they got the win on Tuesday. Uh, just some numbers I, I wrote down from that game, other than Tolvin getting the goal, game-winning goal, he had an assist in that game. His assist numbers have been really impressive as well. Going into tonight's game, he was at a point-per-game pace. He was. Uh, over the last uh, handful of games, so he's just really starting to bring that consistency to his game. Uh, but yeah, they they made up twice. They made up one goal deficits on Tuesday's game. Uh, Yarn Croak got the tying goal, mm-hmm. and uh, and then of course it was just one of those things where Cal uh, Yarn Croak he's tied for the team leading goals right now. You know, Philip Forsberg's missed a few games. And uh, Cal Yarncroak has just been evolved into that one of our primary goal scorers on the team. And we've always known that he has that goal scoring ability, but he's really shown out this season, hasn't he, Rich? He's definitely having a good season. And he's always he's always pretty consistent. People I've, I've seen on Twitter, some people are kind of like surprised, but I'm not really surprised at all because if you look at his numbers year after year, he puts up, you know, he's not going to score 30 goals or anything, but he's definitely going to give you some consistency. And that's what you want. Is it from from a caliber a player like him is just that game to game consistency, and I think he gives that, and he's showing it this year too. And if there's still any chances that Yarncroke were to get traded, man, has he tra- raised his trade value? Oh yeah. So he had, of- great, he had a great game on Tuesday as well, um, and of course, every time Nashville and Dallas gets together, it's hard hitting. It's it's yes. dirty. It's grinded out. It's not always pretty. It's not always the flashy offense. And uh, so you just saw a lot of hits in this mm-hmm. game. I mean, 51 combined hits between these two teams on Tuesday night's game. Colt yeah. Sissons had four hits. Luke Cunning had three hits. Uh, Matthew Olivier had four hits in that game. Um, and so the Preds got the two big points here. But now let's go ahead and talk about what happened tonight. Uh, Rich, did you get a chance to see most of the game tonight? I did. I watched it all. Yeah, or I didn't get to see the first period, but I did watch, you know, the end or the second and the third. But they just looked flat to me. They didn't look like they had the same intensity. I saw a lot of um, defensive uh, mis- miscues, I guess. You know, lots of uh, giving, giving guys clean shots at Soros. And it just, you know, you just can't play that way against the Stars. They, they came out last, you know, in the last game and they were, you know, Rough, and if you look at if you look at the numbers, like Nashville shouldn't have won that game either. Mm-hmm. You know the one before, and they yeah. they, you know Dallas is tough. You you can't give them the opportunities. They played the same way they always do, and they played tough tonight. And Nashville just couldn't get it done. Especially so the first goal that, that uh, so Dallas scored really quickly within the first two yeah. minutes of tonight's game, and it was uh it was just the product of overplaying the puck on Rocco Grimaldi's part. Um, those things happen, unfortunately. Rocco Grimaldi's been on a hot streak. He's been playing yeah. really well, but he made a defensive mistake there, overskated the puck, left it wide open on um, Soros, and uh, Lindell scored for the Stars really quick to get the game going. I thought the Preds actually responded really well after that. I thought they settled down. Right. Um, they definitely didn't let it snowball into being like an entire game's uh, problem. 
at least initially. And so they they kind of like buckled down after giving up that defensive lapse there. And of course, the Stars are one of those teams that are content with making things uh, dirty, making things mm-hmm. not wide open. There's not a lot of ice to operate on, and that's what you saw. The Preds had a really hard time getting into Dallas's zone and setting up. They just it yeah. was that neutral zone was clogged up. And then whenever the Preds did have a little bit of room to operate, they're just swarming immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're yeah, blocking so- shots. And then when the Preds did get their opportunities, and they did, they had some good scoring opportunities tonight here and there. Uh, Hudobin was just right there to make the save. As he win. always is. Yeah, he's yeah, always – He wasn't tested in. that much. He wasn't tested really as much as you would like to have seen, but he, he stood tall when he had to. So Absolutely. credit to Hudobin, who seems to always have success against uh, against the Preds. It seems he like. definitely does. Yeah, I agree. And, just, and to think about this Stars team, they still got Ben Bishop out there. I mean, if, if assuming he comes back and he's not rusty at all, I mean, we don't know if mm-hmm. that's the, suddenly you got a really uh, scary two headed monster in net for the for the Stars. Definitely, so, yeah. I mean, Dallas has been struggling, and everybody knows that, but. I hate that they used the Predators game tonight to to kind of get back on track and hopefully they're dealing with a lot of injuries too. Like you know, we're dealing with our own injuries. So is Dallas. So um, they're they're digging deep as well, and they know that they're kind of you know the, they're kind of in the driver's seat to take that fourth spot if they want it. You know, like I mean, they they yeah. they got the opportunity to do it, and so uh, and they and they've got those extra games, like you said. Yeah, so. that's the big part. I mean, but they, I mean, I think uh, stamina and energy is going to come to. A, Come to come into play for them down the stretch mm-hmm. because they've got a lot of games to play in a short amount of time. So they're going to be traveling a lot too. I heard on the broadcast tonight that the Stars only have like eight home games left in the season. Oh wow, so doing a lot of traveling, so that might have something to do with it. But um, they definitely responded tonight, played their, executed their game plan uh, beautifully, and the and the Preds just couldn't really manufacture a lot of offense. Uh, Colton Sissons did get the lone goal for the Preds tonight. His fifth of the season, it was a really hard-working uh, goal that he scored there where he just corralled the puck, fired it off, and uh, that was scored in the first period. And at that point, you're thinking, all right, Preds yep, got to go in. Like, they, they can definitely do this. Like, I was feeling really confident yeah. when scored that goal, I'll be honest. I was, I was feeling really good at that point that, that the Preds were going to be able to – build some momentum and uh, start getting to Dallas. Cause I wasn't seeing a lot from Dallas at that point in the game offensively. They weren't really doing a whole lot that was scaring me. And yeah. uh, Dallas just grinded the Preds down slowly, but surely. And so uh, they've got a rookie of their own, this Robertson guy, this dude's pretty yeah. yeah. Uh, so he scored for the Dallas to make it his eighth of the season. He scored. This mm-hmm. is a slam dunk goal. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. It was, it was- I don't care how great of a goaltender you are, not making that save. And no. so it was just a beautiful setup by the Stars and uh, this Robertson uh, kid who's uh, really a, a good rookie in his own right and yeah. should be in the Calder conversation, scores the goal there. And then, uh, like I said, Dallas just clamped down after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once they, got the, once they got the, the the power play that, you know, they scored again, uh, Jamie Benn, it went off – it kind of went off Fabro skate when it went in. Yeah. Jamie Ben got that, but I mean they scored. They had <laughs> Predators had like six seconds left to kill, and and they got that. So, and then at that point, it's you're down three one, and I don't know. It's just hard to get back, hard to come back. Uh, you know, with that deficit in that short amount of time. Yeah, only twenty Preds only had twenty two shots on goal tonight. That's usually not going to get it done. I mean, yep. in no. today's hockey, today's NHL, twenty two shots on goal is not going to win you a lot of games. Um, I don't think Soros had a horrible game tonight, but he wasn't his sharpest either. Uh, no. And so uh, eventually some of this is going to come back down to earth a little bit. The Preds have been riding a ridiculous goaltending surge during the win streak. I'm yeah. not trying to uh, be like a Debbie Downer here. Like I feel like I always am on this show. No, no, no. But it it's is true. true, though. You look at these goaltending numbers that the Preds have been riding, some of this is going to come back down to reality a little bit. It and is. Absolutely. It was a little bit more – it was a little bit more back down to reality a little bit. So yeah. Soros did let a couple goals get past him. Of course, like I said, the the Robertson goal that made it 2-1, he had no chance at that. We're not blaming him for that. Mm-mm. But at the same time, Preds got to manufacture more offense in this situation. I mean, 22 they shots. Have to, 
They went over three on the power play. Uh, Nineteen penalty minutes combined, but there mm-hmm. were there were some uh, there towards the end of the game. How about uh, Luke Cunning? Oh hitting yeah, in that, hitting in that scrap. Yeah, that was. Go. He got in some good licks. That was pretty I love good. That. And then, hey, yeah, he's sending a message like, "All right, you got us this time. Season series is now tied three three. We know we're going to see you again." Yeah, these teams definitely don't like each other. It happens all the time when they play each other. It's always rough. Yeah, and so I like that. I like to see yeah, that. And and then uh, Ekholm and Jamie Ben almost got into it too. Yeah. I would, you want to talk about those are two big boys fighting right there. Oh yeah, <clears throat> that would have been that would have been good. And then the referee told them all to calm down, and then Olivier started started in. <laughs> Olivier's on. trying to get in on it. Yeah, I can't remember who's about this team. That's one thing about the Preds, man. They just they play pissed off all the time. They do, yeah. And, it, it, and a lot of times it does work to their benefit. I mean that they play with that chip on their shoulder. That's kind of that identity that we've mm-hmm. been talking about that this team didn't have for the longest time. They have that identity now. They play with the chip on their shoulder. They do. They play like they're not going to take crap from anybody. And uh, But Dallas is that type of team too. So when they you are. have two teams Absolutely. match up against each other that play similar styles, you know, that's, that's kind of what you get out of that. But I did like to see that. Look at this, 14 giveaways by Nashville tonight. That, yeah. That's an eyesore. That's 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 what I saw. I saw a lot of uh, missed passes and yeah. just couldn't get the puck out of the zone. Like and then when they, they did, came out flat, like you said, exactly. they looked flat. Yeah, when they did get a shot, you know, it was like a one and done. And just you just can't give. I mean, I know Dallas is struggling, but you just can't give Dallas anything like that because they're going to. They hurt still have some good playmakers. I mean, Rupe Hintz oh, is absolutely. a really good player. Imagine when they get uh, – if they ever get Sagan back, Tyler Sagan mm-hmm. back. I mean, yeah. if this team gets fully healthy, they're going to be dangerous again. They are, yeah. So, I mean, they've got some Colin, – Colin's talked to uh, – Colin's missing tonight. He's our other co-host. He wasn't yeah. able to make it tonight. He's getting married this weekend, so congrats to Colin. Yeah. Uh, he's getting – he's getting – so they're married, but they're, they're like – already married, but they're getting to have their celebration. Yes. Yeah. So that is awesome. He's actually down in Nashville. So, Colin, if you're listening or watching – Yep. Hope you're doing good down in Nashville, buddy. I miss um, you, man. Yeah. And we'll see you back next week for the next episode. But um, Colin's been saying a lot about how uh, we got to beat Dallas while they're not as healthy. And mm-hmm. so, because Dallas yeah. full strength is going to be a scary team again, just like when they went to the Stanley Cup last year. So, um, so yeah, so scary team. But either way, it's a 3 3 series. Here's one thing I don't like, though. In this season series against Dallas, They've managed to get points in every game. Yes. Three yeah. presidents. Three presidents mm-hmm. had to beat them in extra time. In overtime. Yep. So absolutely. A point. So and, and like you said earlier, if you look at their numbers from the game, from this game and the last one, on paper, Dallas should have won both of them, really. You know, it yeah. was just, you know, they had more shots, they had more hits. I think last game the Predators had more blocks, but which is which is awesome. But mm-hmm. just, you know, that you it's it's always going to be a tough game against them. For like sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the power, uh, Pretz power play cooled off a little bit tonight, 0 for 3. Mm-hmm. I thought they had some good uh, extended time on the power play. They were setting up in the zone and making some good passes, but they just couldn't uh, break through. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is really good at blocking shots. They're really good at clogging up lanes. They don't let you get anywhere near the net, and they're really quick to swarm on you. Absolutely. Like, have something going for you. So so the power play came up dry. Ellie Tolvanen was kept quiet tonight. Yeah. So that's kind of his kind uh, of a tough one to swallow there. But you know his point streak ended tonight. I think he was like six games with a point. So mm-hmm. at least a point. So which is climbing the Preds record books for rookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, he was right there with Philip Forsberg in that regard. And so um uh we knew they weren't gonna win every game the rest of the season. So the big thing here is turn the page Move on to Chicago. You're still in a really, really good spot right now. I think going into tonight's game, the Preds' playoff chances sit around 50%. It's kind of like the consensus that I'm seeing out of all these uh, different uh, analytics people and people out there that like yeah. to put in their points projections and stuff. Uh, I saw a lot of uh, around the 50% range is where the yeah. Preds did to make the playoffs. Now, I'm sure it's gone down after tonight's game. It changes yeah. from game to game. But um, they're still in a good spot. Can't they dwell on this. It wasn't like some horrible game where you're like, oh, my God, that was terrible. They, I mean, it was just yeah. they ran into a really good defensive team. They couldn't get much going, and you got to make you got to make your adjustments quick. Get ready for Chicago, a team that you've pretty much dominated all season. 
Right. Uh, so the good news is against them. Yeah, the good news is Chicago lost tonight too, so they're still mm-hmm. they're fourth and fifth. So you know this yep. is going to be a, a good test on uh, Saturday for see who takes those two points. Yep. All right. So the Preds are now. 19, 18, and one on the season, 39 points. They're still in the fourth spot, even after tonight's loss. They're tied with Chicago, who also has 39 points. Columbus has 36 points, and Dallas has 34 points with four extra games to play. So that's the big one there. That's so, huge. Uh, yeah, that's a big one there. So moving on, let's uh let's talk about what the Preds are gonna do when most oh, basically when Matt Duchesne gets back. Because it is the Big topic of conversation. It gets people riled up when you talk about it. Um, I know that there's a lot of people who don't like Matt Duchesne. They don't want him on the team. They they would rather – they'd figure out – that they're trying to figure out any way to, to move on from Matt Duchesne. Well, it's not going to happen. I mean, he's not no. – he's a part of this team. He's going to be back next year most likely. And when he's really playing well, he is a very good centerman. He's a quality top six centerman. And he wasn't playing that bad before he got hurt. No, but not at all. A lot of, but it was being overlooked because the team as a as a whole was playing so badly. Yeah. So now, now people are trying to put these comparisons. Well, now all of a sudden the team's playing so great when Duchesne's not on the ice. I don't think that's completely fair. But I do think it's going to be a very challenging decision for John no. Hines to have to make to figure out who you take out to put Matt Duchesne in. Absolutely. It's not so much because so I, I think that Matt Duchesne's – like, of course he's more talented than some of these players that are playing now. So – but I'm a big believer in line chemistry from mm-hmm. game And so right. even though the Preds lost tonight, I still think the Preds have something really good work, cooking up here. They do. The reason why they are where they are. So, Rich, kind of – Kind of give us your thoughts on it. What What do you see happening when Matt? Because he's he's considered week to week right now. He so is, yeah. I, the timetable I saw was three to five weeks. But for all we know, he could be back next week. He could be back the week after. We really don't know. All we know is he's week to week. So, yeah. what? How do you see this playing out? So, like you said the, about the line consistency, you know, Hines has done a really good job the past seven games, I guess, keeping the lines together, and that's absolutely what needs to happen. But now when you get these guys coming back in, like you said to Shane, I just don't really want to upset the upset the apple cart, you know. It's like yeah. it's hard. It's like where do you slot him in? Um, do you put him back on the second line? But if you do that, you know, you're going to be moving uh, Luke Cunning somewhere else probably because it will be like Yarncroft, Granlin, and, and Cunning. And if you take him off, so – um, if, do you want to upset that line? And then, you know, when Philip Forsberg comes back, you're going to have Victor Arvidsson probably moving down to the second line. So if I was to look at any of the four lines, I'm, I don't want to touch the fourth line at all because I love no. those guys. Plus you're, not, plus, you're not going to put Duchesne on the fourth line anyway. You're absolutely not going to. But if you look at any of them, the, the place to maybe start him off would be the third line, and I would take out – Holla and Cousins are kind of like interchangeable to me. They they have similar points. They kind of have played similar games, I think. So I would probably maybe take out Cousins, slot yeah. Duchesne on that, that third like line. Decision. Either Cousins or Luke Cunning, I think, are the top two that you would probably move out. I don't know if they would move out Eric Holla. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen with trades. That, 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 that'll be the that would be yeah. the solution right there. I think the most common thought is if the Preds do indeed end up trading uh Grandland, yeah, then there you go. Problem yeah, and, I think, and I Problems think that'd be a good state moves in for Grandland. Yeah. And I think that'd be a good spot for him to start off. Like if he comes back soon, you know, like Roman Yossi's playing on the second pairing with Dante Fabro. So, mm-hmm. you know, after he came back from injury, he kind of saw the momentum they were having and he was like, you know, I'll slot in wherever you need me. So yeah. Right now, Ekholm and Carrier, Carrier are, you know, on that first pairing. So, I think that would be a good place to start. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. No, I don't think that's a bad thought process at all. Let's say the Preds make no trades and they mm-hmm. still have Granlund and they still have, you know, Yarncroke and their their Ford groups stay the same. They don't trade anybody. Well, you've really got two players you're going to have to take out then because you're going yeah. to you're gonna have to put – you're going to put Forsberg back in too. Oh, yeah. So – I kind of lean in your direction as well. I think it ends up being 
uh, Luke Cunning and Nick Cousins who get taken out. That's yeah, that's. But then your whole new uh, dilemma is who do you pair with Matt Duchesne? And if you if you ask me, I want Granlin, Forsberg, and Tolvanen back together on one line. I do too. Absolutely. Yeah, I would never. But then that makes up. a weird that makes kind of a weird lineup combination of Johansson, Duchesne, and Arvidsson. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I'm that crazy about that line either. Yeah. Just because yeah, I get a lot of scoring from that line. And your second line, that doesn't seem like you're, you're getting a lot of scoring there. So yeah. it's kind of a tough. It's going to be a tough, tough dilemma to to work your way through. But of course, Duchesne's not going to be benched. No, no, they're not going to do that. That would be one of the boldest moves that this that the Preds could possibly make. If that would be, you, you want to talk about sending a message? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I don't see that happening. It would rub. You know, it would rub Duchesne the wrong way. You know, Duchesne would not be happy with that. That could create a whole other. Uh, laundry list of problems that would linger into next season. Suddenly mm-hmm. you have a star player not happy. You got that contract. So they're, he's definitely going to play. So we're not, yeah, we're not yeah. to come out with some hot take saying he's not going to play. No. But it, it is a fair question to ask of where, you, where you're going to put him. But it seems like me and you are on the same page here. I think so. Probably yeah. Nick Cousins or uh, Luke Cunning, they get taken yeah. out. Cunning's kind of been playing well, though. That's, the shame. That's, the shame. That's kind of the shame of it is. It's a good problem mm-hmm. to have, but it's like Luke Cunning's bringing that energy right now. He's Absolutely. out there hitting people. We're not yeah. going to sit here and say he's more talented than Matt Duchesne. No. No, but I don't know. It's just – it's tough. Like, you just – like I said, you just don't want to upset a good thing, and, 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 and they're probably going to have to, you know, as soon as these guys start coming back. We definitely, like you said, want Forsberg back. As soon as possible, like yesterday. What's that injury? Kind of that that injury kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, I know, right? It was crazy. And then, like tonight, I guess Carrier got hurt, and he he didn't play yeah, he the rest the of the game. game. Yeah, the Preds yeah. only had five defensemen for a little bit, so it was rough. Yeah, so I think that had had a lot to do with their energy down the stretch too. Is just not having that extra defenseman to your uh, at you know ready for you there for a big portion of the game that definitely hurt them a little bit. But um, and then of course you got Mark Borowiecki who's uh, gonna be back, and I think that's a little bit easier of an answer to give you. He's probably not gonna be in. No, I don't do think put so. Him in over, do you put him in for Ben Harper? No, I don't think so. Not with, I mean Harper is just a big body and he's playing well. I just don't. Now I will say he, that Harper and Benning kind of had rough nights tonight. They did. Yeah, they right. they got caught out of position a few times. Uh, that's to be expected. You know, Ben Harper is a young defenseman. Mistakes mm-hmm. are going to happen. You saw some of that tonight. Um, yeah. But I will be inter- interested to see if they decide to put Mark Borowiecki back in. Since he was such a big part of your offseason, you know, when they made these additions, Mark Borowiecki was a one that we were kind of clapping our hands about. We were absolutely were really pleased about that pickup at the time over the offseason. Yeah. We were like, this is exactly what we needed right here was a bruiser like Mar- Mark Borowiecki, and it turns out we already had a bruiser, and his name was Ben Harper. Yeah, all you had to do was bring him up. and didn't even have to sign anybody. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I just – I don't I, – it's it's so tough to, you know, to make these decisions, and I don't envy John Hines having to make them because, you know, one, one decision, wrong decision could be, you know, disastrous, so – I don't know. I would like. I would honestly like to see Granlin get traded if possible right now. I think I, th- I know he's playing well and he's a very skilled offensive player. He's a vital part of the top six right now. But I just think you can get a lot out of him at this moment, and that I, that opens up the space to put Matt Duchesne back into the lineup where you don't have to do anything crazy and yeah, he, get a couple really good prospects in return for him. Uh, that's really what I'm hoping to see. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's yeah. really what I would like to see happen. And then I think so too. He's easily back in the lineup. Then you have a perfect spot to put him in. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to. He really. Need, I mean, we've talked about you know them wanting to get rid of Ekholm, and we we don't want that to happen, obviously. But if it does, you know, so be it. But I think if he gets rid of some of the the, the one year contracts, just mm-hmm. you know, get what you can for him, and then that's going to open up those spots, like you said. But you hate to see Granlin go because he does play well, but on the other hand, he could walk at the end of the season and you get absolutely nothing. So 
Well, I think it would be already, a good move. You've already seen it out there that David Poyles basically said, hey, I'm not taking nearly as many phone calls on it as before the road trip. I, so, just, I don't know. I mean, where, you know, he might just move forward with what he has, like we said in the last episode when we talked about the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Duchesne gets healthy. You put him back in. It's almost like you go back to where you were at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that's and that's scary a little bit. Is you're going to bring Mark Borowiecki back in. Matt Duchesne's going to be back in. And then you hope and you keep your fingers crossed that you don't touch uh, your younger players like Olivier and Trent. Oh, yeah. I mean, all hell will break loose in Nashville if oh, yeah. he gets benched. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's been, you know, wanting the youth to be playing and – we, we do, too. I, I mean, they've been playing well. They've been keeping this team afloat, and then they started playing enough to get them back in a playoff spot. And I just think it would be a horrible, horrible mistake to, to move those guys and, and not play them. So, I don't know. It's just tough decision. But, like, Paul has – so, today's the, the first. So, I know that Canada, they um, loosened the restrictions on the quarantining. So, like – Around the fifth, if you're a Canadian team and you want to make a trade, that would be around when it would happen. But they still have up to the twelfth, you know, and you know he still might do something. They have some games in between now and then, and you know if they start going south again, he might pull the trigger and make some moves. So he's definitely letting this play out. Poyle is, uh, mm-hmm. which is smart. You don't want to rush into anything. But going back to the point of our segment here. Uh, I think Matt Duchesne is going to be back into the top six. I really hope that he can hit the ground running and, and be a, a solid contributor on this playoff mm-hmm. push. Matt Duchesne's playing his best hockey. He he is a he's one he's a very good centerman who can make teammates around him better. And you just hope that that's the Matt Duchesne we get when he comes back because you want to talk about a valuable veteran piece who mm-hmm. can help us make this finish off this playoff push. It's a Matt Duchesne who's playing 100% his top level of his game. I just think yep. there's a lot of uh, people out there who don't think that's going to happen. And maybe that's what they're missing. Maybe they're missing that. Maybe you, know, you never him. know. I mean, yeah, you never know. so I'm really intrigued when he gets back and whenever that will be. You know, I've been yeah. thinking he would have been back by now. You know, because I've, I've been seeing week to week for like the last three or four weeks. I know, know? right. And then so you just wonder what's going on there. I know he's been skating with the team and stuff. So, you know, he's got to be getting close. Yeah, so I don't we'll him, and then like I don't, I don't really foresee them seeing Ryan Ellis the rest of the year at all. No, and, then, he's, and Ryan Ellis is considered week to week as well, but and, and Forsberg, and I don't even know what happened to him. I, I never even heard like how he got injured. But can't really, can't really seem to get an answer on it anywhere. No, it's absolutely not. Injury, which that happens a lot in hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like other sports where you get like the exact diagnosis. Of right. what happened in hockey, man, they they know how to really keep some of it secret. Like, yeah. And then we're also forgetting about where they're. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was just gonna say we're forgetting about where Hines is gonna slot in Lucas Pisa when he's healthy. Oh, he's. I already said it. I know y'all called me crazy for it, but he's do, he's totally going on the top pairing. I think so. I'm just waiting I for mean, it. Man. I've already got my Lucas Pisa jersey, customized jersey. <laughs> you know, in the mail. Wow. It'll be That's here awesome. any day now. So uh-huh. like. He, he played in one game, right? And it's been so long ago, I don't remember. Do you remember? It was like one game. I think he played in one game. I think he and did. I think you have to go back and check the record books on that one. Like, what but happened I, to him in that game to get hurt? He has not played this whole season. It's crazy. I want to update our poll question real quick. We uh, put the poll question out going into tonight's game. Just wanted to gauge what people think about who's going to get this fourth spot mm-hmm. in the division because it really is a four-team race between – the Preds, Blue Jackets, Stars, and Blackhawks. Could something crazy happen and someone gets up to the third spot? It could happen, but no one thinks that's going to happen. Yeah, that's a long stretch. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, we put this out before tonight's game, so for, before the Preds lost. But we got 50% on the Preds. Uh, Blue Jackets are getting 6%. Stars got 22%. Blackhawks got 22%. I'm on the, I'm on the belief that I hate to say this, but I got to be objective here. I think the Stars are going to get the fourth spot. I really do. But, obviously, I hope I'm wrong on that. I think, Rich, yeah. I think we did a prediction on this not too long ago. And I think yeah, Rich I, predicted the Blackhawks. I did, yeah. I don't know. I just 
I'm just waiting. Like we're riding a good wave right now, and I'm just waiting for something to happen. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's just the way this season has gone. It just yeah. if, if they turn it around and they wind up getting in there and then they win, like maybe the first round or anything, oh, it'll it'll be. If the Preds got into the first yeah. round of the playoffs and beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah, this city will this city will go nuts. It'll, I don't even know what it don't know what to do with itself. It'll be, it be amazing. They went. It, it'll be very similar to 2017. Oh yeah, we'll talk about the excitement in the city if they were to get into the playoffs, especially Absolutely. with this cast of characters on this team with all these young players. Mm-hmm. maybe his last season in Nashville. This team yep. has a deep playoff run in store for us. Nashville will go insane. Yeah. And I would love to see that for many reasons, but for the biggest one being it was a rough year for Nashville. It's a rough mm-hmm. year for a lot of people. Absolutely. And so seeing the Preds go deep in the playoffs would be amazing. And it, it could happen. You never know when you yeah. get in, especially when you have a goaltender like UC Soros who's capable of mm-hmm. carrying the team like, like he does all the time. But you got to get in, and I still think it's a really yep. tough road to, yep. uh, to climb here. So let's, Real quick, Mike Twitter is on here, and he said it's been done before. What's up, Mike? Yep, he said it's been done before, so Absolutely. you never know. Hockey's a cruel mistress, man. St. Louis Blues did it. St. Yeah. Louis Blues did it uh, not too long ago. Yeah, in so, similar fashion. So, yeah. All right, so let's actually look over the rest of the NHL and just kind of uh, – we haven't really done a whole league-wide roundup on what we're seeing here in a while. Again, this is episode 32 of the Catfish and Ice podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code THPN for new users when you sign up. Go bet one dollar on on a college basketball team of your choosing that's left in the college basketball tournament, which we are in the Final Four. If you want to go bet on Gonzaga, if you think they're unstoppable, if you want to go bet on them, bet a dollar on them right now, and you win a hundred dollars. I know a lot of people think Gonzaga is untouchable, so go. Why don't you go ahead and bet a dollar using yeah. our promo code and turn it into a hundred dollar winnings? It's that simple. I'm gonna do it when we're done. Oh, I'm there you the, go. I'm about the DraftKings app. I'm go gonna do it. it. Go yeah. do it. Go do it. All right. So we know what's going on in the Central Division. You got Tampa Bay. It's a three-team race at the top: Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina. Florida has lost the, their top uh, defense. One of their top players, yeah. though, Ekblad. Oh, Did you see tough it? Blow. Did you see the injury? Yes. Oh, that was it, tough blow for them. It made my stomach feel weird. Yeah, it's a really tough blow for them. I think that's going to make it really difficult for Florida to win the division. Yeah, but of course they're going to still be up there in the top three. And then my preseason pick was Carolina to start with. They are uh, hanging out there with 51 points. Uh, I will say that the top of the division has been a little untrustworthy, though. Like, you've seen Tampa lay out their duds. You've seen Carolina lay out some duds. So, um, I still think Carolina is the best team in the division. But what, do you, I mean, what are you seeing in those top three, Rich? Are you, so are, think- you still, are you still pretty high on Tampa Bay to win the division? Well, I mean, that's the easy pick, but who I want to win, if it's not Nashville, I really would like Carolina. I really like that just the whole team. I think they're a fun team to watch. They're fast. They got yeah, some, some shooters. I mean, they're, you know, they're really fun to watch. I don't like watching Tampa Bay. They, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. They annoy me. I don't yeah. even like watching them in Florida. You know, I could I take them or leave them, but if it's not going to be Nashville, I definitely want it to be. Carolina, I like them a lot. So well, it's going to be really fun to watch how that how the division race ends there, mm-hmm. because two and three will have to face each other in the first yes. round. Yep. So honestly, if you're one of those three teams, you want that first place not only because you want to win the division, but mm-hmm. you kind of want to avoid having to play one of the other two teams. Like you'd rather get a Nashville or a Chicago or a Columbus for your first round matchup over Absolutely. the other two teams. So. It's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes out. Then let's go to the I'm, – I'm going to go ahead and throw the division sponsors in here as much as it makes me cringe. The Honda <laughs> West division. Honda West. And from what I understand, Colorado is starting to wreck some people out there. Like they are playing very, very well. Um, Colorado is a really good team. Tons of they star are. power. That whole yeah, division is full of star power. I mean, you got Vegas at uh, 49 points. You got Minnesota surprised a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They've got a rookie of their own that's really good, uh, Kaprasov, who's a really oh, good right. player. So Minnesota's a fun team to watch. And then, of course, uh, St. Louis. I don't want anything ever good to happen to St. Louis. So, um, no. They're, uh, they're in, I, would love any, I would love to see St. Louis Blues miss the playoffs. Yeah, they're in fourth right now. So 
Yeah, they're in fourth, but they're only hanging on by one point. Uh, Arizona's in fifth. Yeah. So Arizona's no, hanging around. Uh, teams that always seems to be hanging around. So that's no, going to be another fun division race to see uh, if St. Louis can hold on there and also to see who ends up winning that division. Well, something else out of there, this might surprise you a little bit. So Los Angeles is in six, but they're only four points out. And I would have never thought they'd be anywhere near they the fourth spot. Surprised some people. Yeah, Los yeah, Angeles. So. Uh, and then, of course, the um, Mass Mutual Eastern Division. <laughs> you got a three-team tie, three-way tie for first place in that division right now. Yeah. You know, this is a dream scenario for the NHL. It if is, absolutely. The races that we're looking at right now, how great do you have to be feeling if you're the NHL? You already get maximum ratings out of this. Oh, yeah. And it's fans are going to be watching these games down the stretch. Yeah, and the games are always really good. Except, well, tonight, like Capitals played the uh, the Islanders, and they beat the Islanders beat the Capitals eight to four. So yeah, like, I saw the, I saw that I thought, saw that final score, and I was like, oh my gosh, crazy! And then the other, so the beginning of the season, I was really high. I thought Boston would like come in and just destroy everybody, but they are like really struggling right now. They're actually well, nine points. Like, well, how, if we're going to talk about teams that have been a huge, just maybe the biggest disappointment in the entire league. It's the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, yeah. Especially That's after neat. losing Buffalo. Oh, they, were, they were a trendy pick to win it all this year. They were, there were yeah. There were hot takes out there all over the place saying, oh, yeah, watch out for the Flyers. They're going to – and to their credit, they do have a really good team, but they're sitting yeah, watched, back in fifth place and might miss the playoffs. Yeah, I watched the end of it last night. I didn't I don't, I don't, didn't keep up with them much, but they said that, like, Carter Hart's not playing much now. Really He's taking some time off to like get his head to clear or whatever. But uh, that Buffalo losing to them, man, it was like six one or something. That was yeah, Philly's a minus 22 goal differential this year. So they, yeah, that's rough. I mean, they're, they're in a rough spot. No one expected. They, they were definitely slotted as a playoff team. So mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. still make the playoffs, but you look at that division makeup, there's going to be a good team, not make the playoffs in that division, whether it's Boston oh, absolutely. or Philly. Uh, there's going to be a good team that's going to miss it. And then, of course, Buffalo. It was nice to see Buffalo finally win a game. That 18-game losing streak. Oh, my gosh, man. We were talking about it. My wife, she was like, that has got to be, like, demoralizing to those guys to just night in and night out just lose games. Preds fans, just realize it can always be worse. Oh, absolutely. You could be New Jersey or Buffalo. And then to round it out, of course, we got the Scotia North Division, which I – if, if it's a if it, if there's a uh, North Division game on TV, I don't even care if I have a rooting interest. I'm watching that game if I have time to. It's, Those yeah. games have been so much fun. Of course, yeah. a lot of people predicted Toronto to win the division, and they are in first place right now with 49 points. Winnipeg, who I don't miss at all, is in <laughs> second place. Edmonton's in third place, and Montreal Canadiens are in fourth place. So that's going to be a fun division to watch in the playoffs for sure. Um, got to love that Canadian hockey, man. You're starting to see a little bit of separation for those four, the top four teams in that division. You got a six point uh, differential, yeah, between Montreal and Calgary. So that, if out of all the divisions, that might be the one that gets settled the the earliest, as far yeah, as and I, and I think when you when you look at that one, like if if the four has to take on the one, like if it's Edmonton or Montreal, that's going to be a good game. You know, it's not oh, going to yeah. be like like in the central if I, th- if I think we're going to be in the Predators. I really think we're going to see a lot of upsets this year in the playoffs. Yeah, like, I, I'm all so. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm too. Yeah. I want to see chaos. I want to see, especially if the Preds aren't in it, mm-hmm. give me every upset possible. Oh, no, yeah. I want to see the craziness. Yeah. Like the playoffs so, last year, we were watching hockey every day in the middle of the day. It was awesome. So if you're a diehard hockey fan right now and you just love the sport, you cannot mm-hmm. be happier with what's going on right now with these yeah. division races when you look yeah. at it. I, I find myself scoreboard watching every night to see what's oh, I going do. And I do catch the highlights. Uh, I just can't get enough of it. So mm-hmm. we're all really, really uh, lucky to be getting some NHL hockey this year. This 56-game schedule has really worked out as good as mm-hmm. you could have hoped for it to work out for the NHL. It has. I'm, looking, I'm, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to next season, though, and getting it back to the way, way it's supposed cool. to be. Well, yeah. With you know, you've had these postponements with games, and I think the NHL's mm-hmm. done a good job of managing it, yeah. being proactive with it, moving games when they have to move games. Um, they've prevented any huge outbreaks from happening, mm-hmm. and they've yeah. been very, very cautious with when there is. 
and I think it's working out good for them. Knock on wood, they're still, still got to finish this season out, but so far they've done a really good job. So it's winding, it's winding down. There, eighteen more games. It's winding down. And it, it's going That's quick. It. It's going to be done before we know yeah. it. We got about a month yeah. left in the regular season. Ugh. So um, let's go. Let, let's switch gears here. We're going to switch away from hockey, and we're going to. Uh, Throw out a segment for all those movie nerds out there. Yes. I'm one of them as well. Yep. And in honor of King Kong versus Godzilla coming out, we are about to rank our top villains and top superheroes. Yes. And just our personal list. And uh, if you're watching tonight or if you're listening tomorrow, make sure you tag the podcast and give us your list. We want to see your list. We want to see yep. your top superheroes, Mike. Mike, if you're still watching, we want to hear your. Uh, you, we want you to give us your uh, your top superheroes and villains. But uh, Rich, mm-hmm. since you are the main movie buff of the show, your movie knowledge is probably way better than mine. Um, let's start with your villains. Give me some of your villains where you're like, okay, these are like the best ones. And so it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be book. it can be like movies in general. Yeah. So mine are mine are all kind of like meshed in with the comic books and the comic book movies because those are awesome so i don't know have you ever seen the movie watchmen you ever seen the Watchmen? yeah Yeah. so my my villain one of my villains is the 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 bad guy in there is ozymandias like the he he was he was a hero and then he wound up being the being the the villain and in the in the comic book his 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 plan was to like destroy it like blow up new york city so it didn't. It wasn't kind of like that in the movie, but um, yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, that one's that one's one of my favorites. And then uh, another one uh, is Magneto. I know you've seen him in the X Men movies. Oh yeah, he, he's the ultimate bad guy. So oh, for sure. uh, yep. yeah, so those are a couple. So you give me a couple. I got. I'm. I'm I haven't revealed my number one yet. So okay. all right. So I'll start with some of mine at the bottom of my list. I'll, I'll start yeah. at five and work my way up to my top one. All right. Uh, so coming in at number five on my list mm-hmm. is Two Face. Oh yeah, in the comics. Yeah. I always yeah. thought he was so creepy growing up as a kid. Didn't like him at all. And then of course Very you had uh, what Tommy uh, Tommy Lee uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones. played yeah. him, and I thought it was, he he played that role so well in the uh, Batman movies or whatever. So he comes in, but in the comic books as well, Two Face is like I just yeah. Never he's so I have face. number four is another villain that scared the crap out of me as All a kid. Right. Just thought he was so like it was just such a weird, creepy villain, and that's Venom. Oh yeah, books. Yeah, just, definitely. Like, when I was super like really young and first started watching like the comic book, looking at the comic books. I've always thought that was a really creepy villain. So Venom are my are my first two villains on my list. Let me go to some superheroes. Of course, Wolverine's got to be on your top five. Almost everyone's top five if you're a comic book fan. you got to put so, Wolverine on it. Yeah, so he's, he's actually my number one. He's like oh. my favorite of all time. Like Wolverine. Yeah, I've got like I've got like a bunch of older Wolverine comic books stashed away. And Do you collect them? Do you collect them? I, I used to. I used, I used to have a pretty good amount. I've, I've still got quite a few of them, but not as many as I did. It just, it's too expensive. It's it's a very expensive hobby, so yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did I did I did hold on to the Wolverine books because he's he's like my favorite. And that movie, the Logan movie, mm. you've seen that, right? Yes. Like that's like one of the best superhero movies out there. It's not really a superhero movie, but yeah, it's awesome. It's my number one. He's my number one. All right, I got I got one that I don't. I guess he I guess he consider this a superhero, right? Either way, I put it on my superhero list, and that's the Hulk. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I always thought it was so cool that the Hulk would be this normal guy walking around. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I've been calling, uh, I've been calling Matthew Olivier the Hulk all all season because I feel like when he erupts, he just turns green. And I can see that. Like, yeah, he like, gets like, like don't cross Matthew Olivier or he's going to turn into the Hulk. Yeah. right there in the game. Yeah, we they've almost saw really, nice game. Yeah, they've done a really good job with him in the new Marvel movies. Like. He had his own standalone movies before, and they weren't yeah, great. They weren't that like, good. Yeah, he's 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 awesome in the Marvel movies right now. So yeah, it's good. All right, so it's I got cool. Hulk on my list too. Then, um, give me some of your uh, give me some of your other heroes, superheroes. So, um, have you ever you know the movie V for Vendetta? You ever seen that? You know what that it's is? In a while, I do remember it. Yeah. So, 
so that the the character from that his name's V. He's he's a really cool one. Um, yeah, we could talk about that for a long time. But another one is Vision. Vision from the Marvel movies. Oh. Like Vision. He's the one like the the he's like a cyborg type person. Okay. He's like purple or whatever. He's he's really awesome in the movies. He can like phase through stuff and uh, yeah. This this is like the nerdiest thing I've talked about all day. So <laughs> hey, there's nothing <clears throat> wrong with being a nerd though. Yeah, no, it's it's all good. I mean, we talk about like one of the roughest sports in the on the planet. So I think we can, you know, get the pass for talking about a little bit some nerdy right. stuff. Though. Let me let me go ahead with my uh, my top two villains are probably they're probably like most people's top two. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of them is. I you definitely got to put the Joker in your in he, your top. He's my number one. He, I mean, the Joker is always going to be like. I mean, especially uh, the, when uh, Heath Ledger played the Joker. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it just—it's it literally sends chills down your spine the way he played that role. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, Joker's up there, number one for me though, and it is because I am a huge uh, nerd about this film series, and that is Darth Vader. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Darth Vader's my number one villain of all time. He's always a, a good, a good number one. Darth Vader number one. I could, I mean, if I had the time, I could watch Star Wars movies from sun up to sundown. And yeah, yeah, I would actually be, watch them. In heaven, I'll be fine. Lot. Yeah. So he's yeah, my that, number one. He's my number one uh, yeah. villain. So Joker was my number one. Um, yeah, he's he's creepy. Like if you've read any of the like the the comic books, like he's just an unhinged. Like it's even hard. It's even hard for them to put it in a comic book because kids read those, you know, sometimes, but some of the stuff is just like kids should not be watching or or reading anything with the Joker because he just the way he is. So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then Harley Quinn, that's that's a good one. She's his little sidekick. Oh Oh, yeah. That's a, that's why I didn't even think about that one. We're going female superheroes. I definitely got to have Wonder Woman in top five. I mean, of course. I mean, yeah, definitely. So my second hero is, is Batman. Like you gotta, everybody's well, gotta, gotta be in there, of course. Bruce I mean, Wayne, of course. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that I, the only reason I can't put Batman way up there is because I feel like Batman is just too, almost too human. Yeah. Well, like I like, a, the, I like the superheroes that are like, like I don't know. Like yeah. I think one of the things about Batman was he always had like the good tools to his disposal. You know, yeah. like he had like the the badass car. He had the belt. Mm-hmm. He had all these different things. Yeah. You know, so just I guess the the more the fantasy part of it, I, I tend to lean more towards the superheroes that are. Yeah, well, like if you read the comics, um, he's like got like so when he when they joined the Justice League or whatever, he has like scenarios to take care of all of the superheroes. So like if they ever went bad or anything, he he always has a way to to beat them, like oh. a plan. Like he's got. He's got a way to beat Superman. He's got kryptonite, whatever. He's, he can take care of any of them. So that's why he's one of my favorites, but not better than Wolverine. So I got one. I got one that I, I guess you can call this a superhero Punisher. Oh, absolutely. Did you watch the Netflix? Oh, the Netflix series. I was so mad when they canceled it. Mm. They canceled it after the second season. I was. That guy. Played the best Punisher I've ever seen. He did so good. He was I can't remember what John Bernthal. He was in yeah. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, that's that one scene where they actually had him uh, in jail and they were taking him to court or whatever, and he like killed like ten cops or whatever. That was just. That was I was amazing. not. I was not happy when I found out that that was going to be. No. I thought it was such no. a good series. I, I, I and it, huh. the way it ends in season two, it's like there's no closure. No, no, yeah. I was yeah. not happy at all about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe they'll get enough to make so. it bring it back somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was up. a good one. It was a really good one. Uh, yeah, and then good. my number one's always going to be my number one. It's been my number one since uh, I was a kid, always will be, and that is a, a Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It's always going to be my number one superhero. That's a good classic. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely yeah. good. Yeah. Which is crazy I to have a irrational fear of spiders. But no, my favorite really. hero is still Spider Man. Kind of weird. Yeah. In the the new movies with the Tom Holland man, he he does a really good job. I think he's the best one out of in the movies out of all of them. Like I have not Toby seen Noir, 
No. Yeah. And then the second guy, he was good. I don't even remember what his name was. But Tom Holland does a good job. He's he's really funny. He kind of captures the character more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a teenager and like kind of like not sure of himself, but then he becomes, you know. All right, so the to round out this segment, the superhero for the Preds, who are we who are we calling the number one superhero for the Preds this season? We're going to say Holtman. Are we going to say Philip Forsberg? Superhero for the Preds. It saved their season. We could even say UC Soros. We only, we can only pick one though. Gosh, man, that's tough one, right? That is tough. Um, hmm. I would say it might be Ellie Tolvanen. <laughs> it might wind I mean, up being Tolvanen. It's not. You're not wrong. I mean, let's say Ellie Tolvanen. Let's say that Ellie Tolvanen came into the season and he still wasn't ready. Maybe he still didn't look like he was NHL ready. That yeah. would have put the Preds in a really tough spot with mm-hmm. their lineup. Oh, but, yeah. but instead he came in. So you can say Ellie Tolvanen. You can also make an argument for Pecorine. Yep. Because yep. he held things down. He held things together until Soros got back. He did. He had a long stretch of games. I might say Soros. I think, you know, he's he always has the hot hand in the second half of the season, and I think yep. he'll be the one to carry him. So I think that's good. If not him, Forsberg. What do you think? Forsberg? Um, it's I'm tough. leaning towards Ellie Tolvanen. Yeah. 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 He's hero. I mean, you can have multiple heroes, but if, but if we can only pick one, I think Ellie Tolvanen has been the superhero of the season so far. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if you think about it, when we watch the games, like we all watch when he's in the lineup and then when he's on the power play, you can't look away. Just, you can't look away and you're waiting for him to do something. He's got that killer shot. And there's, I, I'm 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 actually excited for next year just to because you know you know if you do look away that's when he's going to score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you can't take your eyes off the screen when Ellie Tolvanen is on the Preds power play. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's going to round out episode 32. This is Chad Mitten with yes. Rich Howe. Uh, Preds take the loss; their their win streak's over. But guess what? We're still going mustaches in the next episode. <laughs> Rich, it looks yep. like you have some growing to do. Uh, I do. I'm. Yep. My beard has a couple more days left to live, and then it's gone. We gotta wait for Colin to get back. We gotta wait for Colin to get back on Monday for uh, for episode thirty three, and the beards will be coming off. Or yeah. in Rich's case, he'll just be adding a mustache. So he yeah, got off. I might, to, I might have to get something to like darken it or something. I don't know. You're gonna get, you're gonna get a fake mustache, aren't you? Oh, that'd be great. Maybe no, I will get one. Of these. No, I won't do that. Right. I feel so bad for you guys, man, because I know you've had yours for uh, so long. We'll survive. We'll make it. Yeah. It'll we'll grow make back. It. All right. It'll grow back. So we will see everyone next week for episode 33. We hope everyone has a safe a weekend. And yeah. as we are now in April, and we are in the home stretch of the season. It's hard to believe as we look for the Preds to keep on on this playoff push. So until next time, everyone take care and stay safe. And we will yep. see you next week for episode 33. up devils fans it's your boy neil Piano. make sure you check out the devil's state of mind podcast here on the hockey podcast network from taylor ham or pork roll to how much we hate the rangers we got you covered new episodes every monday wherever you listen to podcasts or on the hockey podcast network website and always remember to rock on